Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Haiti, five years after the earthquake, in a coastal town forgotten by the rest of the world, the sea is gaining ground, although the memories of the great disaster still haunts the villagers. Life must go on. Shot in the mist and the sunlight, Aiti Monamore is a story of old wounds that need healing in order to begin anew. The film presents three stories that are intertwined, collide, and coexist. There's a coming-of-age story of an awkward teenager teenage boy Orphe who is currently grieving the loss of his father in in between ages and in between cultures and in between worlds of fantasy and reality his fascination with mangas and is currently teaching himself Japanese there are a whole lot of other stories here including the one about the fisherman Jares and his wife Orphe and of course we have the story of the mysterious Ama and so much has gone into this film. There's so many different layers to it, and it is a wonderful experience. And as I, uh, I have told others, it's uh, it's one of those films where when you're done watching it, you feel good about yourself. You feel good about humanity, and and the possibilities that are before us. And uh, with that said, I want to welcome to the program the director and writer of the film Aiti Monamore, and that would be Getty Feline. Getty, welcome to Film School. Thank you. Thank you for having me, and thank you for for saying that about the film. I think, I mean, when we hear that, we know we've done our job, you know? Um, That's what we do, filmmakers. Without, you know, a public, what we do is for not, and so thank you for, you know, appreciating the film. Thank you so much. No, you're very welcome. Well, let's start at the very beginning. Uh, The film itself, as we mentioned, it's three stories kind of interwoven, uh, and it takes place in Haiti, uh, and always kind of in the background, lurking, p- providing context, is the uh, tremendous uh, disaster, the tremendous destruction that was wrought on the island of Haiti with this massive earthquake that occurred, uh, is it about five or five years ago, or what, what do we say, seven years ago? Seems like... No, it, actually, we're going on eight now. Eight it's, years, um, yeah. January will be eight years, oh. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, tell me where the story um, sprung from, if you will. Well, you said one key word was to provide context, and... Um, when when the earthquake happened, I was able to go to Haiti ten days later, and I mean the, the whole city still you know was 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 a mess, still smelled like corpse. They were you know pulling people out of the rubble, and there was you know a plethora of like cameras and you know from all over the world, and they were filming. And I was looking at them and I was saying, what are they filming? What are they filming? I mean, you know, my compatriots are so busy, like, clawing their their their, their loved ones out under the rubble and people are filming. And um, and again, you know, and, and what, what hit me the most was that whenever these, these kinds of disasters happen, we get, like, a lot of images, but they're all without context. And um, I wanted to talk about the tragedy, but I didn't want to talk necessarily to the tragedy. I wanted to, to, to talk about life moving on because we don't get that. We don't get the stories of, like, how is Haiti doing? How are they healing? 
how did how are they mitigating this disaster? And I was not seeing that um, in mainstream media. There was just you know little you know blitz of of, of um, you know sound bites and and images of you know of of bodies, you yeah. know loads of bodies, and 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 not enough stories for me. I, I hungered for stories. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, um, yes. Go ahead, please. I'm sorry. Yes, and so, um, and as a, as a filmmaker, as a Haitian-born filmmaker, um, it behooved me, you know, to go out and 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 and, and tell that story, but tell it differently. Um, and so, so the stories really just came to me, you know, after going back and forth there, and um, just gleaning from what I was seeing. Also gleaning from, you know, my own son. I know that I wanted three stories. I know that I wanted to be intergenerational. Um, and so just, just, just being sort of like open to, to receiving. And so just going back and forth between Haiti and the United States and just, you know, um, just taking it all in. And so I, I'm, 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 I'm in awe of, of, of my compatriots and, and the grace with which they, 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 they mitigated and, and negotiated with this disaster. And so they are my source of inspiration. So the film is really like, you know, a homage to them. Yeah. It's such, the film has such a, a light touch. It's such a light touch. It's such a loving touch with its characters and with their stories there's such a humanity in each and every one of the characters in ways that are are um that we don't often see in 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 cinema um especially people of color people who live in the third world if that's what i there's just so many things that sort of we don't get very often in our in our films and uh, that we see here in the united states and but it's just but especially the the um the humanity the characters um and and also you know the older couple we don't often see a story about an elderly couple in in flesh and blood you know uh terms I, um it just there's a lot of the different thing elements in the film and that sound if it was obviously a conscious decision on your part talk a little bit about your process of these three stories and why they were important for you to tell Yes, and, and, and thank you for saying that again about the humanity and showing that, because we don't see stories about our humanity, especially stories of brown and, 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 and black people. I mean, you know, it's always, you know, there's a lot of, like, ghetto pornography, you know, right. or poverty porn, and, and, and that's what we're reduced to. And so, um, for me, I, I, I didn't set out to say I'm going to show something that is different, I was showing what, what was there, what I was seeing. Um, when you take the old couple, for example, that, that fisherman is, is a real fisherman, and his real name is actually Jaurès. And um, his wife, the woman who plays his wife, um, Odessa, is actually the wife of another fisherman. Mm. And this is in a fishing village that I, that I took my kids, and my husband, we moved to Haiti in 2003, and we lived in that fishing village for two years. So oh. the kids went to school inside the city, but we lived there. We lived in a, in a beach bungalow. So we watched the sea every day. And so we watched the sea change. And we watched how, um, you know, and, and Jorais used to come and sell us fish. And, and I loved his face. And I always said, if I'm, 
you know, I, I want to put him in a film. I want to put him in a film. And um, so his story is basically taken from like his own life mm-hmm. um, and the way in his relationship to the sea, his relation, his respect for it and, and his relationship just to nature and how his heart is so broken every time he sees what's happening with the sea. I mean, there's a lot of coastal erosion um, that's going on. I mean, it's all over. I mean, it's, you know, global warming does exist for the naysayers, you know, it yeah. is real. And, and it, it impacts, you know, places like, like ours 100-fold. Um, and, so, um, and so that, for me, was always going to be a part of the story, is to, is to have, you know, this, this old man, this wise man, you know, mm-hmm. and how he can impart also his knowledge and his love for, for, for nature, for the, for, the, for, the, for the world around him. To a younger um, um, character, which is um, the Orfei character. So from the very beginning, I knew that if this film that I was going to tell, that it was going to be, you know, a simple film. I knew where I was going to make it, and so the place dictates also the form. The place also dictated who was going to be in the film, and so so that character for me was was alive even before I started writing it. Mm-hmm. Um, because it is it is inspired from from a real person, and so and it also reminds me of all these like great like you know Italian um, um, neo realist cinema you know La Terra Crema for example I, I that was with me like the whole time as a matter of fact there was a scene that I wanted to do um, in there where there's like you know outdoor screenings of films and I wanted to show La Terra Crema. And when it arrived, it was like all in Italian. I didn't have subtitles, and mm-hmm. and then we couldn't get the projector to work. And then you know the power went out, so I never did that scene. But it was going to be my my moment of homage to like Italian neorealism, you know, like mm-hmm. right in you know the film within the film kind of thing. Um, so yeah, so for me, you know, from the very beginning, that character was 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 there. And then um, the third character, uh, the new sort of like. Um, yeah part novel character part news was also there from the very beginning it was an, it was it was um, it was inspired by uh, a dear friend of mine who plays the character and her name is Amicia Uzeman and she's an actress she's a Rwandan born actress um, she's the only non Haitian in the film and I've always wanted to work with her in Haiti I wanted to make her Haitian mm. and because there's something that she carries um, in her, that I feel that that that, that sort of um, there's a link to her struggle as well, being from Rwanda, being you know um, having lost so many of her so so many family members in the genocide. Um, all that for me was important because she encapsulates she encapsulates that you know, yeah. and so she is basically inspired that character. So, and then the third character, the young man, is being directly from my son, who at the time was teaching himself Japanese, and he was, you know, doing it. I mean, he kind of, like, changed on us because he, when my oldest son went away to college, all of a sudden he became an only child, Mm -hmm. and he was just, he wasn't liking it, and it was something that he liked, you know, he wanted to, like, he wanted all this attention, and he was getting too much of this attention and he hated it. So he, you know, so he was like, he was kind of awkward. You know, there was a moment where he was very awkward. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so 
I wanted to talk about that. I wanted to talk about how does a, a young person go through grief, um, and when you have to, you know, when you have to do it, and it's part of growing up, it's part of it's part of becoming an adult as well. So his rites of passage is through this grief, but it's also through the people that he meets as yeah. well, and how they touch him. So and that help him, you know, through the mourning process, and um, and so the the, the so. Gleaning from him, and while I was writing the character, I would, you know, call my son up all the time. All, you know, I'd say, "Listen, so what do you think? Would he say this like this? Would he do this?" And he was, and he would like say to me, nah, "I don't know. Let me read this. Let me see. Oh, I think he would say it like this." And I was like, "Oh, all right." And he helps me also with the Japanese. <laughs> so to a point where, when I started to cast, I was looking all over the, you know, like I was trying to cast other people. No one could fit, so he played the role. Yeah. No. It, there's a. There is a not as you're describing. There, there's not everyone in the film is a professional actor, but there's something almost inverted about the that that rawness, that that sort of unpolished uh, uh, feel for performances that you get from non-professionals. That, like I said, sort of inverts this idea of of getting to into the, the into a character to becoming you know real to an audience. That if mm-hmm. if you if and that's really where your touch comes in. That's really where the director is really important to be able to um, finesse that from a from someone who's not a professional actor to be able to 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 give you what you want in a performance. Get the uh, get the audience to completely buy in because there isn't the same kinds of filters that a, that actors you know almost as part of a process are are in mm-hmm. into so mm-hmm. so that that's where coaxing and getting and that, and that's what you you were able to to do in this film I, I felt i felt especially connected to the older couple but uh james noel who plays the uh the writer and the interaction between him and uh alma it, there's a dance that they're doing I, there's just a lot of very subtle humanizing elements in the film that I just, every time, you know, as I'm watching it, I just kept coming back to that thought that uh, I want to, I want to be there. (laughs) I want to be part of, I want to be in, I want to be in Haiti. I want to be, I want to, I want to, you know, I want to feel like they feel or what they're, and, but having said that, and I don't want to ramble on too long here, but having said that, what you mentioned... I love your rambling. No. <laughs> it makes me feel good. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, when you're talking about Orfi and and in the grieving and going through that, metaphorically, this is what Haiti has been going through. And so just mm-hmm, sort of being mm-hmm, able to channel, mm-hmm, channel mm-hmm. that into a character. I don't know if I have a question. I just want to... <laughs> just wanted to bring those to the attention of the audience because I think they're really important elements and they really make the film um, something special. So what do you, just in, maybe if the question would be in getting these performance uh, performances from these non-professionals, um, is that, what was your sort of, how did you do that? Um, a lot of talking, a lot of, you know, sitting down with them, like having a meal, um, um, discussing it, you know, it's like, and, and there was so much trust there, you know, because I, I I know this community, I know these people, and and they know me, and they trust me, and I've always been the same person that they've known, you know, for the last thirteen years. I keep coming back and and keep being there for them, and so once you have that trust, it's amazing what you can get because people will give you like like 
a hundred times more than you're asking for. So, and, and, and that trust is key. And so when I would, you know, sit with them, for example, to look, to do the fisherman um, theme, mm-hmm. I told them, I said, listen, um, these are certain things that I would like, you know, to, you know, to come up and, you know, I've been watching what's going on here, you know, in terms of like, you know, environmentally, I've been listening to you guys tell me about the fact that, you know, um, that the sea is warming and, and, and so on and so forth and how that's affecting your livelihood. This is a place for you to express that because that's, I'm concerned about it, you're concerned about it, and this film is really, you know, a, a platform for you to, to speak to that. Mm-hmm. And so we, you know, I had um, our, our cook um, make us this huge, what they call a, a, a bouillon marine, and, it's, and it's, a, it's a fish stew. And um, I bought fish from them and made a stew, and they came over, and it was just like so, like, um, alive with, like, discussion. And, and there was just, I had never seen them like that because I was just like, because I, and the camera wasn't even on. This was just because you know this is something that they're concerned with. Mm-hmm. So I knew, like, and at that, at that moment I was like, oh, God, I should, I should be filming this. as like kind of like the making of, you know, mm-hmm. and so on. But then I didn't because I just really wanted to be there with them and, and listen to them. And so, and, and so, you know, we ate together, we talked about it. And so when it was time to film, there was no like rehearsing. There was, they didn't need that rehearsal. And I wanted it to be a kind of like docu um, um, feel to it as well, because these are like real fishermen talking about like real issues and how, and, 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 and the way that their, their own um, um, ideas on how to fix things as well was important for me to hear. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to put words in their mouths. So I think, um, again, back to that trust, with them trusting me and I'm trusting them, there's a, there's, you know, there's this, you know, like really wonderful exchange that's happening constantly. You get the best out of people when you, when you're saying, you know, like, listen, I don't know, you know, this is not, we have a Creole saying that says, La Marine Famille which means that, you know, like, I'm not a sailor. I mean, the sea is not my, you know, is not my domain, you know, mm-hmm. which is, you know, no pun intended. But it is really like a, a Creole saying. And um, and so you just, step, you just step back and you just let people exist in their own environment. And, and, and I think that's, you know, that's what I did, you know, for especially... The, um, the Jaurès and, 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 you know, that scene with the, you know, with his fellow fishermen and yes. so on and so forth. Yes. And, um, and so, yeah, you just, you, you kind of like make yourself invisible in, in, if you want to get that performance and not try to, to, to direct it too much, but still knowing that it needs to be directed, you know, mm-hmm. but, um, but you make yourself invisible, and then you, you sort of like, you do this dance where you're there and you're not, you're there and you're not, so, so that, you know, they could, you know, take it and run with it and give it, you know, give, give their best performance. And their best performance is themselves, yeah. basically. Yeah. Yeah, um, so well, that's, that's kind of like the way that I work with, 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 um, with, with the non-professional actors. And then, and then my son, who plays Orfe, is... Um, he studied a little bit of acting when he was little. He was in like some plays here and there, <laughs> but he doesn't want to go into the business at all. But his brother, his older brother, my oldest son, is an actor. He's theater, and and you know he's been in short films when he was in college, and 
and um, they work together but secretively. Mm-hmm. And and I didn't know, you know, because I would see him and I go like, "Why aren't you rehearsing your lines?" He's like, "Mom, I got this." And so I didn't know that they were doing this work. And so, like when we started filming him, he was so ready that he did it on his own. And again, because he trusted me, mm-hmm. and he, you know, he knew he knew that what I was doing was 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 had some importance, not necessarily to him, but to me and to and to Haiti. So he gave it, you know, like 150% of himself. And with, with, with James, James, I called him up and I said, James, I want you to play, you know, a writer that has no inspiration. I know that's not your case because, you're, you know, you're so, he's the most prolific, you know, poet, you know, Haitian poet alive today. You know, and um, he's just, you know, constantly like writing. He, he just wrote his first novel. And um, and I just kind of like told him, you know, what I wanted. And uh, he showed up the day before. We discussed what we were going to do. And I talked about like doing, you know, I, I, I said, when you, and I asked him as a, as a writer, I said, do you speak your thoughts out loud? Um, when, when you, you know, when, when you're stuck, when you want to like, you know, have ideas or, you know, and cause I know I do. And so he was like, yeah, I do. And I was just like, okay, well then this is the scene, you know, like you're inside of your head. And then this news is, is basically, you know, is, 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 you know, asking you like all these questions about like who she is and, Give me a couple of answers. What would you say? And then, like, every answer that he gave me was just magnificent. So we just kind of played with that. And, um, and Anisha, Anisha, I mean, you know, we've been building the story practically together. I never sent her a script. I sent her, like, notes. And I said, this is how I want her to be. This is what, you know, this scene is about. And this is what, you know... And 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 she she's watched the film in the making, so she's been like you know sort of like um, living the film before the film, and that was very important to me. And that's the way we worked. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's uh. Yeah, thank you for that because you 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 sort of you brought it all back for uh, to uh, to where um it's it's just uh. That's a you. You had a lot of things to kind of uh, blend together w- from what you're describing, and and it mm-hmm, works beautifully mm-hmm, well. Um, mm-hmm. I w- just want to remind our listeners that we're uh, we're speaking, well, we're talking about the film Aiti Mon Amour, um, and we're speaking with Getty Feline. She's the director and writer of the film, and in fact, it's uh, Haiti's first uh, official entry into the Oscars for Best Foreign Film. Uh, it is, uh, is among the films being considered. Every country puts up a film that they want uh, to be considered for Best Foreign Film at, at the Oscars, and uh, this is Haiti's uh, first uh, entry, and uh, congratulations to you for that. Uh, that is quite an accomplishment, and I'm glad to see. I don't know how thriving or not thriving Haitian um, cinema is, but certainly this is not going. This is certainly going to be, a, I think, a very uh, inspirational thing for other filmmakers coming from uh, and uh, coming from Haiti. I hope so. I want to go back to the character for just a second. I know that the film um, for people who may re- be reading about the film, 
the 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 phrase magical neorealism will you'll probably come across in various reviews. What does that mean to you as the filmmaker? Literature is really my first love, and um, as a kid, I used to um, I, I I I was an avid reader. I still do read, but not as much as I used to read when I was a child, and. Um, and a lot of, you know, I, I come from also an oral tradition kind of um, culture of storytelling in the, in, at night. I mean, you can't do it in the daytime. You have to do it at night when the sun's down and you sit in a circle. And then, you know, it's a whole ritual, you know, of, of telling stories. And a lot of these stories are very um, magic, you know, um, realism of like, you know, monsters that can talk and, you know, but they sounded like, you know, they were real to me, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, and I'm, 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 I love Garcia Marquez and that world is, resembles our world as well. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever's like magical in the world is, is, we're not very Cartesian people, you know, in, in Haiti. We believe in, you know, in the supernatural and, um, that's the way that I grew up, and, and although, you know, of course, you know, I'm not supposed to believe, you know, this is the natural, <laughs> um, <laughs> but I do. <laughs> and um, and so for me, if, if I'm going to talk about Haiti and I'm going to talk about um, Haiti this way, that's always going to be a part of it as well, especially, I mean, it, it, it's my first feature narrative, and, and it is... A kind of a love poem to this country, so I wanted to 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 bring in a lot of like what Haiti is in the mix as well, you know. And so that magic realism, it's 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 it, you know, it's it's a literary term that was coined by Dr. Mike Marquez, but um, uh, had to be it had to be part of it had to be part of my story. Mm-hmm. And the neo realism is really um, from all the neo realism cinema from Japan from from Italy, from India, and I always said that, you know, um, if today, you know, Japan um, has a very strong, thriving cinema, and one of the reasons, you know, they were able to, like, get out of their isolation was through cinema. I mean, you know, like, when I think of, like, Japan after Hiroshima, when I think of Italy after World War II and the vestige of, like, fascism, you know, cinema was able to, they, they used cinema to be able to speak to the world about their experiences. Yeah. And so I always believe that cinema can do the same thing also for Haiti. So when I was thinking of the film and what kind of film that I was going to make, I knew that I was going to bring in a little bit of our magic realism, but also bring in neorealist cinema into the mix as well. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's a magic neorealist tale. Mm-hmm. I'm a huge fan of all those ty- the cinemas you're describing. I mean, they're just remarkable. And a- as a sort of a, not only as art, but also as as a kind of a national opportunity to to join in kind of group therapy, if you will, watching these and supporting these kinds of films and just it, putting a name on, on what happened, as you're talking about in Japan, certainly with... Exactly, yeah, put, exactly. Putting a name to it. I mean, even Godzilla, for goodness sake, was was putting a name on 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 Hiroshima and 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 you know only you know just coming to grips with it, which 
is I mean, a, yes, exactly. Yeah. So uh, one of the things I just as we were talking, you were talking about James Noel, you were talking about Anicia and 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 the the the, the characters, and you know being the muse in this. It's a funny thing. I was thinking, you know, in a matter of speaking, and and what what made that part of the story for me so interesting was the the I, I referred to it earlier as a sort of a dance that they were doing with one another physically as well as in sort of a, a intellectually mm-hmm, 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 and and, mm-hmm. and I, I was thinking when you were t- describing how you were able to get these performances from these different actors and all that in a manner of speaking the director is the muse right you're 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 it's sort of an un it's sort of unvarnished uh uh muse mm-hmm. because that is your job is to bring out the best in these people that you're working with right mm-hmm. and isn't that really mm-hmm. the role mm-hmm. of the muse isn't that what they're really are? so i mean I, and and again i seeing alma the character of alma I, I was struck by uh the 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 teasing out of you know sort of the the relationship between the two and as you're describing your 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 what you do as a as a director as as an artist, that sort of reminded me of that relationship in in a, in a very sort of very real way. Uh, is that that sound reasonable? <laughs> I I I'm, I'm just shaking my head and I'm like you know to myself I'm going mm-hmm mm-hmm not okay. to like you know interrupt you but I'm like shaking my head in approval. But I, I've of never course, I've of never course. thought of directors it's, as muses. I've never thought of them that way until I started thinking about how this film sort of mirrors that sort of uh, artistic relationship. But uh, thank you. But <laughs> we're, we're, we're also kind of all like muses for each other as well, you know. Uh, um, yeah. In, in, in a way where, um, like I said, for example, like the story that, you know, um, that Anita was a mom plays, she's been a kind of a muse for me. I mean, I, I remember like meeting her for the very first time in 1998 in Paris. And so the first day we met, it was a tunnel vision. We had, she had a child, she had her daughter is one year younger than my oldest son. And they just like saw each other and they just stayed glued to each other. And I can't remember like a year spending a year without speaking to Anissa or not seeing her. Mm-hmm. And so we've created, we've like invented, we've written things together. Um, we've like reinvented the world several times, you know? We talk about politics. We talk about like what we're reading right now and what we're seeing. It's just, I mean, so we're sort of like users for each other. Yeah. And so it was, it's a, so for me, there was something very personal about putting her in that film because it was a way of me for me also to say thank you also for being in my life thank you for inspiring me in spite of 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 what you've gone through as well you know this is someone who's lost like like practically all of her family in the genocide and and to have that strength uh for her to be in my film to represent um, Haiti, for example, was 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 important to me because what that meant was that um, that we can heal, you know. Yes, um, yes. And and so yeah, so we are these like muses to each other, and we inspire each other mutually. And 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 like I said, you know, like m- my compatriots, like being there and going back after the quake and interacting with them and seeing how they're. You know, with hope, with confusion, with, with with humor and joy and music, and how they were making, you know, different 
you know, tapestry of, 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 of this earthquake, you know, how they were sort of like reconstructing, you know, um, um, the, the, the space, you know, mm-hmm. reconstructing um, mentally, physically, um, you know, the space that they were in, you know, uh, in terms of like the folklore. What, what will we tell about this quick, you know, in 20 years, 25 years, 30 years from now? Yeah. There'll be like lots of different stories that will come from there. And, um, and, and so they, they are like sort of like my muses too, you know, it's the, I get my, you know, inspiration from them. And, it, and, and seeing that for me was like, how could I not show, how could I not show that grace? How could I not show that, that interior beauty of, of these people and that strength and the resilience and the defiance of these people, my people, you know, um, mm-hmm. So it was, it was, it was, it was something that was like personal for me. Well, I want to let our listeners know that they can find out more about Aiti Monamore at the Facebook page that you have for it, which I'm going to say is facebook.com slash, let's spell it out, A-Y-I-T-I-M-O-N-A-M-O-U-R, Amore, and that's at Facebook. And it's it's under it was produced the productions was um, bellmoonproductions dot com. Can they find out? Is that a, another good landing place for people to find out about the film? Yes, yes, definitely. Of where we're having you know like upcoming screenings and okay, we do have an upcoming screening um, um, on December fifth at the Landmark, but they have to RSVP because it's mainly for Academy and 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 the Hollywood Foreign Press and other guild members okay. and also um, subscribers of the rap because it's part of the rap um, screening series. But, you know, it's also open to the public. Okay. And that they that they need to ISVP if they want to see the film on, on Tuesday night, um, December 5th at the Landmark on, on Pico. Let me spell out the, the, the web address. B-E-L-L-E Moon productions so bell b-e-l-l-e moonproductions.com they can find out more i'll post that to the uh, the filmschoolradio.com website uh, for for that and the film has been something that has won uh, awards it's it's been uh, celebrated it's it's screened at at toronto at cologne stockholm the San Francisco International Film Festival. It won uh, Best Featured Narrative Film at the Black Star Film Festival, as well as the Cinematography Award at uh, the Festival Internacional de Cine America. Now, a Cine America, I believe. Um, and mm-hmm. I believe, and that's your, is that your husband that was a cinematographer on, on the film? Yes, yes, this, this was a family Okay, affair. it was a family affair all the way around. Well, congratulations. <laughs> all the way around. That's right. Congratulations to him on winning uh, Best Cinematography. That is very cool. Very, very nice. And, uh, well, yeah, once again, uh, my congratulations to you as a filmmaker, but also as a Haitian and a, and a, and a, someone who cares about uh, a, a, this wonderful place, and I've never been, but I certainly came away from Aite Monamore with a, a special appreciation and respect for not only the land but also for the people. Such humanity in Thank this film. Thank you so yeah. much. Yes. Thank you. Uh, and again, the film Aite Monamore, and as we just described, if you want to see it before it gets a run after the first of the year, sometime, oftentimes these films will come back, but we want you to go see it if you can at the uh, the, lem- the, the landmark uh, on Pico, and that would be at 
So check out Bell, B-E-L-L-E, moonproductions.com to find out about it. And um, Getty for late... And to ISBP to a, to a publicist. That's important. Say that again? I'm sorry? They should RSVP to the publicist. That's really important. Very good. Okay, and that would be Marina Bailey. We'll we'll make sure that uh, people know all about. Is that right? Marina is the one who would be handling the RSVP. Uh huh. Uh huh. It's, it's Marina at at um at marinabailey.com. Very good. All right. Well, Algeti, Feline, thank you so very much for for being here today. And and if you have some time uh, further down the road when you uh, got a new project, let me know. Please come back. I shall, I shall, <laughs> and thank you so much for having me, and and um, thank you for your to your listeners, and I hope to see some of them at the at the screening. They should come up to me and tell me that they heard it on the on the radio. So there you we'll, go. We'll give you a little shout out. <laughs> My legion will be there. I hope so. Very good. Well, thank you, <laughs> thank you so much, Gaddy, for for here, for coming. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much. You have a pleasant evening. I will, Gaddy. Thank you. Bye. 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 You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.